from the Krypton Phoenix. This is Jimmy O.A.R. Bones, Olympic athlete from Russia. This is Bones on Sports. Today, we'll have an interview with Steve Wilkes. Well, I'll be conducting my own interview with Coach Wilkes because after repeated requests from the Cardinals organization to grant me the interview, they have not returned a call or an email, so I'll just do it myself. We'll also be talking a little Olympics and a little bit of uh, the Phoenix Coyotes. So sit back, relax, enjoy. As always, it's time for... My nightly PBR. So as mentioned before, I emailed, left a voicemail, uh, did not tweet, didn't think that was effective, but I tried to get Coach Wilkes on the phone uh, to no luck. So we'll go ahead and conduct our own interview. Coach Wilkes, first of all, Thank you so much for joining us as the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Good afternoon. I'm extremely proud and humbled uh, to stand here before you today. I'm proud to accept this job as being the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Well, I offered you a seat, but if you choose to stand, stand, uh, me crypt, estas to crypt, I guess they would say. So... Little known fact, I understand that there's uh, something pretty special about you. Uh, not only do you have magic powers, uh, but you also are left-handed and right-handed. Tell me a little bit about that. I'm extremely humbled because I realize there's only 32 in the whole world. And I'm very blessed and thankful for that. I didn't realize there's only 32. Uh, that is a pretty special talent you have. Is As I understand it, you were really able to hone your magic craft at the Hogwarts School of Magic? Uh, my first mentor, Ruffin McNeil. He was my college coach. He really got me into coaching. He showed me the ropes early on in my career. Uh, someone that I'm truly grateful and thankful for. Daryl McNeil gave me my first job at Johnson C. Smith University. Tyrone Willingham, that I had the very fortunate opportunity to work with at the University of Notre Dame as well as the University of Washington. And with him, I understood what the word coach really meant. It's not just about the excellent O's. It's about the character. And, and it's about developing these young men, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Lovey Smith at Chicago Bears. He gave me an opportunity that many did not do. And there I learned a base foundation. It's about fundamentals and technique. You're absolutely correct. Fundamentals and technique are important to magic. Have you ever swayed away from those base beliefs? And I never swayed away from that. So when you're trying to defeat your foe using magic, what are 
some of the keys to victory? It's about matchups and trying to find and exploit those matchups each and every week. Do you have a magic wand or other instrument that you like to use? I had an outstanding staff. All right, this is all good stuff, but uh, let's start getting down to football. I understand you were a really big fan of John Voight from the movie Varsity Blues uh, from the early 2000s, starring James Vanderbeek of Dawson's Creek fame. Can you tell me a little bit about how that shaped your coaching career? He showed me the ropes early on in my career, uh, someone that I'm truly grateful and thankful for. Thank you, Coach. I do appreciate the banter, but in all seriousness, what do you want to tell the fans out there, the Cardinals fans, the Boners, the Bonettes, what are you, what is your philosophy? What are you going to do to make this a winning organization? When you look at coming into a new situation, you always talk about trying to establish a culture. We want to establish a culture of winning. And I want that culture to transcend not only with the players and the coaches, but with everybody in this organization. You know, it's about a commitment to excellence. And everything that we do is going to be predicated towards that. Uh, excellence when we go out on the field, the way we tackle, the way we block, the way we catch, the way we cook the food, right? The way we operate in the training room, the way we answer the phone, and the way we cut the grass. Uh, again, it's many parts but one body of work, and we all work it towards one common goal, and that's to bring a world championship here to the Arizona Cardinals. All right, Coach, I know I'm out of time. Again, thank you so much for joining me here uh, today on the podcast. and. Don't forget to grab your past blue ribbon on the way out. Okay, so that was Coach Wilkes. <clears throat> Gotta thank him for stopping by the crypt. But on other things, if you follow me on Twitter at Bones on Sports, then you will know that I've been watching the Olympics and I really enjoyed it this year for whatever reason. I've always enjoyed the Winter Olympics. The summer, there's some things uh, about the summer I'd like, but I've always liked the Winter Olympics better. And what I really enjoyed is I've had a couple of followers uh, on my Twitter feed from Canada, and I like the friendly banter that goes back and forth. Um, it's it's always a good time to have some national pride. It's always a good time to uh, throw the political crap aside. I hate political stuff, and really unite uh, behind your country with with the Olympic athletes. Uh, there, you know, if you watch the women's hockey game, the women and men's hockey games are two different games, same game, but different, different styles of the, of the way they're played. And I watched the Canada U S women's game and I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, those kids can skate, man. They're fast. Uh, but I, as I was watching it, looking at Twitter, uh, there's a couple people in Canada that keep tweeting out, Hey, uh, you know, good luck USA. Nice shot. Great save. Whatever the case may be. Uh, but for whatever reason, Team Canada seems to have the girls' number uh, in the Olympics. In the Olympics only, we beat them in World Cup play, we beat them in other tournaments. Uh, but yeah, but that's beside the point. It really 
kind of all that I really wanted to say about the Olympic series is if you get a chance, watch it. There's some great athletes, some fun sports, a few things that you never get to see, but every, every, uh, every four years, you know, bobsledding, the skeleton, uh, you know, super G downhill moguls, snowboarding, you know, that <clears throat> red Gerard kid, um, and the kid can, kid can shred a snowboard. That's for damn sure. But it's really also a good time to ignore all the crap going on in the world and really just enjoy and come together and 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 around around a team, around a country, around an athlete, around a sport, and just get kind of back to the basics of of humanity. So you know that's it for right now. All I really have um, about the Olympics. So coming up here in a couple seconds, we got to talk some Coyote hockey. Uh, I've got a few things that I want to want to flush out there about the NHL. Uh, so keep on relaxing, grab a beer, unless you're driving, don't grab a beer, and stay tuned. Guess this is a two beer podcast today, right, guys? So, <clears throat> Coyotes, man, four in a row. Uh, reminds me of the old Rage Against the Machine song. Don't you know that makes it three in a row? But this time it's four, four in a row, team. So, what's what's different? What's going on? What's happening, uh, Jimmy? So, <clears throat> couple couple things here. Number one. Um, I got a listener email. What's different? What are you seeing? What's happening? So here's the situation. Luck. I think it's luck is going in our direction. Uh, you know, never mind the fact Clayton Keller's on fire four points a couple games ago. Uh, but then he gets nothing, then he gets two points, but be that as it may. So the look at the Dvorak goal against Edmonton. Uh that was a shot of the net. And it kind of hit him and went in, you know, a little luck of the draw. Now, here's here's where things get a little interesting. And, you know, Cam Talbot, after the game, probably wound up having to put, put a couple of dollars in the team's swear jar. But he said, hey, this goaltender interference is, is, is ridiculous. And you know what, you guys, I'm going to be honest with him. Uh, honest with you guys, I think he has a point. The point is this, is was that goaltender interference? I don't. I don't think so. I think the puck was past him before Dvorak hit him. Uh, was the goaltender interference on the on the Edmonton goal that got called off? Um, I think that's debatable. But if you look through this season, I mean, at McDavid, Matthews um, had goals called back. There was one game, and I can't remember who it was. Wedgwood basically got slashed in the face, and the goal was a good goal. So... Goaltender interference is this ambiguous, dark mass of of who knows what. How do you define it? Who's the final? Who's the final say? What you, you know? They can't make heads or tails of it, right? So, really, what they need to do is they need one. They need to figure this out. Um, 
They need to figure out what is going on and how can you not level the playing board, but how can you make it uh, consistent is the word I'm looking for. What does it look like? Uh, Tackett, in an interview a couple weeks ago, said maybe three or four guys need to just come to the table and only have them decide. And I agree with that. I really do. I think that if a goal... You know, we know that there's a group in Toronto that, or, you know, when they go quote unquote upstairs, you know, we know this guy's looking to the goals to see, hey, <clears throat> did it cross the line? Did it not cross the line? Um, you know, maybe they need to appoint a couple people on a committee to strictly review goaltender interference and have them be this, the, have them be the say all, end all, be all. It's, you know, let's be honest, it happens in fantasy football. If you have a fantasy football trade, it either goes to the, goes to the committee or goes to the group. Um, just make sure there's consistency. So, so yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's institute a committee for goaltender interference because the one thing you don't want is you don't want gray area when it comes down to it. And when everything is on the line, and I'm talking specifically to the 1999 Dallas Stars. Uh, under those rules, yes, Hull skate was in the crease. That goal should have been disallowed. They shouldn't have won the cup. You don't want that controversy hanging over the NHL for the rest of its existence, or at least until all the people that don't remember 99 are no longer on earth with us. Be that as it may, yes, there should be some consistency. Because I'll be damned if in, well, I can't use the county as an example, but if... Uh, Tampa Bay, who I think has a really strong case for winning the cup this year, happens to have a goal allowed or disallowed because of an ambiguous goaltender interference call. It's just another black guy on the NHL. Uh, and I think the NHL has enough of those right now. Uh, speaking of which, I was listening to another podcast on hockey this past week. Habs fan versus Leafs fan. And, you know, speaking of black eyes uh <clears throat> you know they brought up a really interesting point about the um the department of player safety headed by George Peros and the Andrew Cogliano suspension of two games uh, for interference that broke a 884 game record um you know, that just got me to thinking, you know, really about, um, you know, player safety and, you know, dirty hits and guys getting concussions. Uh, and for the controversial take of the week um, is, is going to be this. I think the NHL took a turn for the worse when it got rid of the instigator penalty. And here's why I think this. If you look back in history, and you look back in time, uh, most superstars, most skill guys had an enforcer on their line. And everyone knew that if you hit Gretzky, uh, if you hit Iserman, um, Lebu took a, took a beating, um, but if you hit these guys, you knew you're in trouble. You knew someone was coming after you. You knew you have to defend yourself. So when you got rid of the instigator rule, that really opened it up for for 
anybody to hit anybody and, and, and you got dirty players out there. Um, you know, you got your, your Dustin Browns of the world. Um, your Marchands of the world who aren't going to care and just going to fly around the ice willy nilly. Uh, you know, hell with it. Hey, if I hurt someone, I hurt someone because it's not a consequence for a dirty player. The, the, the players can't police the games as they once did and as they once used to. So I say, if you want to alleviate some of the work that, um, uh, uh, George Perros has for the Department of Player Safety. Bring back the instigator rule. Bring it back. You know, or I'm sorry, get rid of the instigator rule and just bring back the fact that, hey, if I go pick a fight with someone, I pick a fight with somebody. Great. That is one way that the players police the game and, and, and you didn't see a lot of injuries as you do now. And I don't think it's because of the speed of the game. I don't think it's because of the size of the guys. I really think it's that there's not a huge fear of your percussion. Okay, great. You know what? I'm going to get fined. I'm going to get suspended. So be it. If you look at just this year alone, um, Dustin Brown on January 18th was 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 fined ten grand. Uh, less than a month later, he was suspended for a game. Um, Marshawn is always on the suspension list. Um, you know these. Well, Marshawn was was suspended what five games? January 23rd, I believe, it was an elbow an elbow penalty that he got called on, but. The repeat offenders, it's not, nothing's deterring them. Uh, suspension's not deterring them. A fine's not deterring them. You know, maybe if, the, if, if they thought they're going to get their ass kicked once in a while, maybe that's going to deter them. You know, that's my controversial take of the week. I think that's really going to about wrap it up for this episode. You know, again, uh, this is Jimmy OAR Bones, Olympic athlete from Russia. And this is Bones on Sports. Please follow me on Twitter, Bones on Sports. Uh, email me, Bones on Sports at Yahoo.com. Uh, <clears throat> we'd love to hear from you guys more often. So until next time, from the Cryptid Phoenix, this is Jimmy Bones, 1738. I'm out.